This is WWE superstar Drew McIntyre, and you're listening to the WWE Podcast. One that everybody wants me. You're gonna acknowledge me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your SmackDown review. It is the crisis. Throwing up a celebrity shop for Michael Ritter. Uh, hey, happy Thanksgiving, y'all. I hope you got your fill yesterday, but you're going to get a fill today as well. I'm pretty, pretty sure because this uh, this SmackDown was full of a lot of Lunchable breaks. And if you know me, you know what I mean. So get your Lunchables ready. Get yourself a uh, some leftover turkey, some uh, bread, and make yourself a, a turkey sandwich. And let's dive right into the SmackDown review. I mean, the show starts off right off the bat with Miss Kayla Braxton. And, hey, Carmella may say she's the most beautiful uh, girl in all of WWE, but a fanboy of me comes out 100% beyond a shadow of a doubt. Uh, The most beautiful girl in all of WWE is Miss Kayla Braxton, and it's been awesome watching her grow as a a character. I don't even know if you call it character, gimmick, journalist, whatever, but what she has grown into is more than just a, uh, you know, a backstage stage interview or that sort of thing uh, talking smack with her and Paul Heyman I feel really elevated her career to the next level and uh, she is just as much an integral part of WWE as anybody else and to see her involved into storylines in any way I'm all for it because I mean she is really coming to her own especially with dealing with Mr. Paul Heyman and that's how the show starts Kayla Braxton comes on out and she's uh, reporting on the Rumors that Brock Lesnar, yes, Brock Lesnar, <laughs> yeah, you can't help but say it that way. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he's on his way out. Uh, uh, he's not on his way out, but uh, his impending uh, suspension is going to be lifted. Uh, and uh, at that, that cues Mr. Paul Heyman and the tribal chief to come on down to the ring. And uh, Paul Heyman absolutely roasts roast Miss Kayla Braxton. She takes it. She she takes it on the chin. I mean, he, he tears her down as a reporter, a journalist, uh, as in just reporting on rumors and how the uh, tribal chief does not deal with rumors. And uh, he basically tells her to get out of the ring and he's going to, so him and Roman can uh, cut their promo. And she does. Uh, and it was at that moment that I did know that Yeah, for this episode, it was going to center around the Caleb Braxton and Brock Lesnar, uh, uh, possible uh, suspension, um, being lifted. Uh, and, uh, hey, we go on into Mr. Uh, Roman Reigns and he does his, he does his thing. He's still cutting promos like nobody's business. Um, I don't put him on MJF level yet, but he is cutting amazing promos. And that's cool because I remember the day when Brock, when uh, Roman Reigns could not cut a promo for his life. And we all know the infamous uh, him and John Cena uh, promo where Cena just destroys him. And, and you know, fast forward to now, bro, uh, you know, Roman Reigns is killing it. Killing it on the mic, you know. He comes that he he basically explains how he smashed everybody and how uh, Brock Lesnar is the biggest loser on SmackDown. And then he mentions what's going to happen in the main event. The main event, and and I know that this was a Thanksgiving show. 
So I knew a couple things. I knew that there was going to be uh, a lot of wrestlers, or, you know, professional wrestlers that we probably didn't see a lot of. Uh, we might have, you know, some storylines paused. Um, and then we, were, of course, are going to have a food fight at some point because Vince McMahon just can't help himself. And uh, so that's what I'm saying. Stock up your Lunchables because this episode has a few Lunchable breaks. Uh, you know, Roman Reigns uh, mentions the uh, Black Friday Battle Royal to decide the new number one contender. Uh, and uh, I don't like battle royals. I'm going to be honest. I just don't like them. If I want a battle royal of any sort, I watch the Royal Rumble. That's what I like. Uh, starting off with 30 people in a ring um, to throw them out, and they're already in the ring. It just creates for a really slow gimmicky match uh you know it really doesn't you know come to fruition nothing's important until you get down to the last few people uh but he basically mentions you know how they're going to have this match and he he even gets a little cocky on the mic and says hey you know uh you could have four of them win and i'll smash all four of them and i actually honestly thought that would that would be funny i mean make roman eat his own words i mean he if he says let four of them win and i'll I'll smash all four of them i'm like okay Okay, let's, let's, let's let four people win and let's see a five way match for Roman and, and see what happens. Uh, but, uh, you know, we will get to that match because it is the main event. But, uh, you know, uh, there's, was a key thing that, uh, Roman Reigns said in his promo. He says, I quote, when my days are done around here, which could be sooner than later, the whole world will acknowledge me. Uh, is that an Easter egg? Is he gonna, is he gonna be taking a break after he drops his title? Is he gonna take a break while he has the title? I don't know. But hey, you know, most things aren't said without purpose. And, uh, that is a line that we should remember, uh, down the line and, uh, see what, ha- what, if anything comes to fruition, uh, about it. Uh, after this, uh, we get into the first, uh, in my opinion, lunchable break. Uh, it is a tag team match between Drew McIntyre, Jeff Hardy versus Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss. Uh, they've been sloppily throwing these, uh, four together. And really the only, uh, person that's really winning out of all of this is, is Jeff Hardy. Uh, Jeff Hardy, I have to agree. I've been watching, you know, every show for a while now. And ever since he changed his music, uh, back to his original music, he has been getting some of the biggest pops of the night. Um, crowd loves Jeff Hardy. Uh, and I, I'm not exactly sure why. Is it just the nostalgia? Because I mean, he lost a lot of matches. He hasn't changed his character. He's doing the same moves, the same everything. I'm not saying I'm a Jeff Hardy hater. I've just been really looking forward to an evolution of Jeff Hardy's character at any point, uh, any point, um, you know, even if it's going to his dark uh, character uh, known as Willow. Now, I've done my research and, and, and Willow is a neat character, but uh, hey, you know, uh, Jeff Hardy, Drew McIntyre, they get into it with Happy Corbin, Madcap Moss um, is a real quick match, to be honest with you. Um, not, not, a, not a lot going on, it, it, but it did end with the hometown boy because they were in North Carolina. Um, so Matt Hardy did get the Swanton bomb, got the, got the, uh, win. Um, you know, and of course, McIntyre Hardy stand tall. Uh, it gives, it gives McIntyre TV time. Um, I guess, so to speak, because I mean, I don't want him next to the title yet. I know that he's one of the next in line to uh, challenge up to Roman Reigns, but I'm, I'm just still not ready for it. It's just, a, it's a lot like, uh, Bianca Belair. I'm, I'm happy with uh, both of them being away from the title for a little bit. Uh, they, I'm, I expect them back in the picture, 
But really, but really, not now, not now. You know what I'm saying? Because hey, McIntyre held it, but right now Roman Reigns has it, and Roman Reigns should have it for a while. And uh, you know, uh, there was a uh, there was a an article that came out that hinted to the fact that uh, the reason why Brock Lesnar is coming back sooner than he was supposed to is because they don't have anybody to uh, to uh, on the roster. They, they could feasibly contend with Roman Reigns. And uh, to that, I say this, Keith Lee, <laughs> Bray Wyatt, um, Adam Cole, uh, <laughs> uh, what Roderick Strong, um, Bobby Fish. Uh, <laughs> the list goes on and on and on. Um, it's not that they don't have the, 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 uh, the people to contend with them. It's that they've let them all go. Um, then, and that's, that's really on WWE, but at the same time, Hey, you have a lot of people on your roster now that can still go up against, uh, Roman Reigns. And we'll get to that later with the main event. So, uh, McIntyre, Hardy, they win. Um, and later on, uh, actually McIntyre, the, uh, he actually catches up with, uh, with, uh, Mr. Pierce and uh, explains, Hey, I better be in that invitational, that, uh, 30 man tag match or 30 man battle Royal. And, uh, you know, Miss Spears says, yeah, you know, you should be, but I haven't finalized it yet. And I'll post it in front of my, uh, office door when it's done. Um, we'll segue into that later. Uh, next up, you got Cesaro versus Ridge Holland. And I am a fan. I've been a fan of Ridge Holland, uh, for a while. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Ridge Holland came up from NXT like a year and a half ago. Uh, and he, he got promoted to the main roster and immediately his very first appearance on Raw, I think it was, he had two, two guys on either arm and he was, he, he was basically bench pressing two guys at the same time and he blew out both his knees. Uh, fast forward almost nine months later, he was able to come back, uh, do a small stint in NXT to get back, uh, get the ring rust off and then still manage to get his, uh, promotion to the main roster. Uh, he is one that I honestly believe, Hey, there's a, uh, there's someone that can go against Roman Reigns. Uh, just saying, I know he's a heel, but Hey, you have the wrestlers there. Um, I don't think it was 100% necessary to bring Brock Lesnar back, uh, especially to bring him back to lose. Because right now, as it sits, if Brock Lesnar faces Roman Reigns in another match soon and loses, that means Brock Lesnar has come back and lost three matches. Uh, you can't have him losing all the time. He's not Goldberg. Okay, Goldberg's the one I want to see come back and lose every single time, not Brock Lesnar. And another issue that, uh, let me sidestep here, another issue they're having, and I noticed it uh, when uh, Roman Reigns was cutting his promo, uh, the people that were chanting, uh, we want Brock, that wasn't because it wasn't a a bigger amount of people than the people that were chanting for Roman. It was just people that want to see Brock Lesnar for the nostalgia and, and, and whatnot of Brock Lesnar. But... Roman Reigns is over. He is over beyond belief. The, the people, the crowd are cheering him. Um, they're wearing his gear. Uh, he is the biggest heel in the business, but he is over. Um, and that's going to create a, an issue down the line, I think, because, hey, when the crowd's that over, I mean, I don't want him to be babyface. You know, um, keep him heel, maybe, you know, uh, put him up against, you know, some, get people start believing in him, but believing in him and being such a dominant heel. But as of Sands right now, he is getting more cheers than anybody else. And uh, one more sidestep, one more sidestep. Today was the first time where 
I cringed at at Mr. Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee has been amazing on the mic. He does get a little a little colorful, a little crazy, but t- there was some he said which I just thought was unnecessary. It doesn't matter your political views. The bottom line is this: we are watching wrestling. It's a different universe, and there's some things that I just don't want brought in to the wrestling world. And uh, he 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 actually th- got on the mic, and while the crowd was chanting, "We want Brock, we want Brock," I hear Pat McAfee say, "Are, uh, uh, are they saying? Let, are they saying let's go?" And then he pauses. Brandon under his breath. I don't know if he knew it was on the mic. I don't know if he knew that he was on, but I heard it. My my friends heard it. It was really out of out of out, kind of out of pocket, just random and I'm just hey, Pat McAfee, make sure you know what's coming out your mouth and because it didn't sound like that was something that you were trying to say, but we don't need to be bringing any uh political right lefts da da does into professional wrestling. That's just my opinion and I'm sticking to it cuz I'm the crisis and that's what I do. So, my first trash moment of the night was definitely Pat McAfee making reference to the Let's Go Brandon chant. Uh no, no, no trash <laughs> well back to the story you get cesaro defeating ridge holland um this is a second lunchable break of the mat of the night not because the the the, the performers in the ring weren't so weren't going to be good it was just really that this wasn't this wasn't a match that really did anything it didn't really uh evolve either one um into a storyline it basically just showcased that ridge holland can hang with cesaro and we already know cesaro can hang with anybody uh okay and after this hey i'm gonna be honest with you i had to what i did is i watched uh smackdown live and then this morning i went ahead and skimmed through the hulu version just to make sure i didn't miss anything and i actually on the hulu version i went ahead and real quickly watch this match this was my pre-planned lunchable break of the night uh because i just can't stand it i can't stand food fights with grown adults on wrestling i just can't stand it even uh bleacher report gave this a d uh, because as big of a fan of, of rick boogs as i am and i'm a huge rick boogs fan um you know I, no no no, I, I know it's Thanksgiving, um, but watching uh, Nakamura put uh, put 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 someone through a table uh, full of Thanksgiving dinner—it's uh, just I don't care. I don't care. I, I really, really don't care. <laughs> it's just the way it is, uh, and that's what uh, that's what happened. Uh, they they wrestled. Uh, it turns into chaos. Nakamura puts uh, puts a homeboy through the Thanksgiving dinner table, and yeah, dumb, dumb. Who is this entertaining, and why is it entertaining? And it really it goes into the next segue because this is where, man, I don't like Thanksgiving episodes uh, because there's still food uh, uh, ringside, and uh, Miss uh, Charlotte Flair comes out to do an interview. Um, you know, she gets to you know shoot. You know, and talks of trash on Becky Lynch, basically saying that all she could do was win by cheating, and, and she's everything that that she says she is. Yada 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 yada. And then we get you know what should be a good moment in Tony Storm coming out 
And Tony Storm, I'm I'm excited for Tony Storm. Um, I feel like she's been underutilized. Uh, I think she's way better, fifty million times better than uh, Miss Liv Morgan. Um, and so I'm I'm really happy to see her getting into a program with uh, Charlotte Flair. But this this really just was pointless because it really just just delved into a, a whole gimmick of Charlotte Flair uh, putting two cream pies into her face and she just stood there and took it um i wow wow really so you you put that on the back end of charlotte flair basically brushing off her her loss to becky lynch um in my opinion the women's smackdown title just went down two notches and i just got two more lunchables in my belly because that's what keeps me happy when i'm unhappy uh next up you got naomi sasha banks versus natalia and Shayna baszler and uh, this i've been supporting this storyline of of uh you know naomi and and uh oh my goodness having a brain fart we have those Right, Sonya Deville, <laughs> Naomi and Sonya Deville. I've been I've been really kind of enjoying the you know, the longevity of the story, but now I'm to a point like, will you come up with something? Like, will you put something together? Uh, because I I'm ready to see Sonya in the ring. Um, you even had uh you know backstage uh, before the match, Sasha Banks, you know, kind of ripped into Sonya Deville, saying that if you know she had gotten to pick the teams, they would have won, and uh, you know if she didn't have Naomi on the team, she would have won. And uh, you know Sonya Deville basically puts that back on Sasha Banks and says, hey, uh, you know, in all reality, I'm the boss, and you were the captain, and your team lost. Hey, that's fair. That's fair. So uh, they come out, uh, you know, they, they have this match. Naomi comes within inches of making a tag to her partner, uh, you know, late in the match. And then, uh, hey, of course, you know, it gets into what I call flim flam. Um, and it basically, uh, you know, goes into chaos, you know, a bunch of spots between uh, the boss and uh, Shayna Baszler. But it does end up with Naomi scoring a victory. Um, and Sonya Deville's ringside. She has to clap along. Um, so like I said, it's just a story I feel has been stalled for so long. Like, can we get to it now? Like, can I get Miss Sonya Deville back in the ring? Because that's where she belongs. And that's what I want to see, like beyond the shadow of a doubt. Um, you know, and, and at this point, you know, this is where I'm like, I went to the fridge and restocked on uh, Lunchables because like I said, at the beginning of this, I'm giving them a pass on this episode. I know they didn't have all of their people there. It was going to be a real ho-hum show. Uh, and that, I knew that immediately when I found out there's a 30-person uh, over-the-top-rope battle royal because you know that, that, that that is going to take up. If you take the battle royal and Roman Reigns' promo and his entrance and add that all together, that's half the show. Half the show. No joke. Uh, uh, AEW actually did it as well. They had that they on AEW. They they had a uh, on their show for Wednesday. They actually had a promo and a match that went together and lasted forty five minutes. So it's I mean it's not just WWE that's doing this. Everybody that's doing you know their promotions. You know they have to still fill the TV time. But you know some people got to travel for Thanksgiving. Not everybody could be there. So here we go. 
We're getting into a 30-man, over-the-top rope battle royal to determine the new number one contender. Uh, in some of the entrants, you had Eric, you had Ivar, you had Drew Gulak, Mace, Angel, uh, Umberto Carrillo, I like this whole name, uh, Sami Zayn, Mansoor, Jinder Mahal, Shanky, Jeff Hardy, uh, Rick Boog, Sheamus, Ridge Holland, Happy Corbin, Mad Cat Moss, and Cesaro. So it wasn't 30 people, I don't know why I keep saying that, but, you know, that's... That's that's all the people there that were in the match. They start off all together, um, 18 men, um, and it's just, like I said, over-the-top rope battle royals. I mean, it's it's just really sloppy, and it's boring to me. Um, think of the last battle royal we saw just a, just a week or so ago, and you or at the pay-per-view, when you saw Otis eating pizza in the middle of a ring with, like, you know, 15 guys around him. I mean, I'm just not with it. Uh, so, you know, basically, let's just jump all the way forward. You know, I mean, obviously... You know, a lot of these people, I mean, let's see, right off the bat, you know, from that list, really the only people I feel that have a chance to win that legitimate would be, you know, Ricochet or Sami Zayn, um, Jeff Hardy, uh, Sheamus, and uh, maybe Happy Corbin. Uh, everybody else, no, nah, like they don't even have a chance. So, you know, we get uh, towards the end of the match. And, uh, basically what happens is, is, uh, it, you know, earlier in the match, the Viking Raiders are eliminating, uh, eliminating Los Lotharios and Sami Zayn falls through the ropes and onto the floor. We know this trick, you know, he, he disappears early in the match and he never comes back in. Uh, and that comes into play later because this is the one moment where they really, at the end of this match, they really swerve the crowd. Uh, <laughs> it was a really fun high and low moment for the crowd because you get down towards the end. Um, let's see, let me go ahead and bring up the, you know, so I can get it exactly right. Uh, let's see, the Celtic Warrior. Okay, so yeah, you got Sheamus. He dumps Ricochet. And then, uh, eats an, uh, a whisper in the wind by, by Matt Hardy and, uh, and, or Jeff Hardy. Um, and after, after that, you know, you, you know, the crowds really get into the idea that Jeff Hardy might win this. Um, even me, you know, I've already forgotten. I've already forgotten that Sami Zayn has been out of the ring for a very long time. Um, you know, and then, uh, Hardy, you know, turns the tide. He, he ends up, uh, getting, uh, everybody else out and it, it, they actually hit his music as he wins. They announce him as the winner. And as he goes to stand on the turnbuckle, puts his arms in the air, the crowd's cheering. Like they are fully in. They are so happy. Oh my goodness. We can see Jeff Hardy versus Roman Reigns. Like, wow. And then Sami Zayn comes on in and pushes him off the turnbuckle. Hit Sami Zayn's music. That was the high point for me for the whole show um, because I'm a huge Sami Zayn fan. I'm not saying he's going to win, but I, I actually like the idea of Sami Zayn holding on to this number one contendership. I have a, I have a good... I would love it if he would just savor it and put off the match as long as he can. He, you can have Roman and Brock fight, Roman and Drew fight, and and you could just still have Sami Zayn putting off, putting off his his match and and remain as the number one contender for as long as possible. I mean, that's almost he could make it as annoying as being the Money in the Bank uh, carrier. Uh, you know, he pushes Hardy off the off the off the turnbuckle. His music hits. I'm excited. Sami Zayn's excited. The crowd is booing. Man, they are giving it to him because they are just so mad. You know, they gave him Jeff Hardy for four seconds and boom, took him right on out. Uh, <laughs> absolutely great. But then 
we get to the ending of the show and, uh, you know, poor, poor Sami Zayn. He cannot catch a break because this is supposed to be his moment. He is the new number one contender. Caleb Braxton comes in um, to uh, really, uh, you know, to interview him. And uh, like I said before, it was going to come back around. But uh, before she can even interview Sami Zayn, she uh, says, oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. And actually cuts off talking to Sami Zayn while he's trying to celebrate his win. And she comes on with a smile on her face and says, I have a breaking news. It is confirmed that Brock Lesnar is returning next week on SmackDown. Um, and then it shoots, the camera gets over to Roman Reigns. He shoots a look over with, uh, with Paul Heyman. And that is the show. That is the show. Uh, Sami Zayn, he going to have a lot to talk about. Uh, I think that's what I take most out of this is uh, I've been waiting for a push for Sami Zayn, um, you know, above that mid card that he's been at. And even if, even if it's for a moment, um, this is a heel versus a heel technically. And it's still going to work uh, because that proves how over Roman Reigns is when he's paired against another heel he is actually being treated as the babyface, and that's what's going to happen here. But I, I'm I'm really stoked to get the uh, war of words between Sami Zayn and Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I'm really glad that the story came full circle with Caleb Braxton uh, being able to announce, you know, and confirm that the Brock Lesnar's uh, suspension is lifted. Paul, uh, Mr. Pierce. Uh, Mr. Adam Pierce, uh, he's obviously not gonna be happy. It said, uh, in an interview earlier that he, he didn't see that suspension coming up anytime soon, uh, cause we all remember what Brock did to Pierce. Uh, he absolutely destroyed him. Uh, but hey, uh, that's what happens. You know, it, it, it did set that up. You know, this episode really was all about just really ex- extending and pushing forward the Roman Reigns storyline. Everything else, lunchable break i'm telling you i'm telling you uh, tony storm the tony storm my, my trash moments of the night tony storm and her uh whipped cream to the face twice trash uh any thanksgiving food involved in a in a match trash uh absolute trash um you know the drew mcintyre match you know with uh you know um you know the the pretty boys is it los Lestarios? is that what they're calling them <laughs> I actually have not remembered what their name is. No, no, uh, no. The Drew McIntyre, Jeff Hardy match versus Happy Corbin, Madcap Moss. Uh, just trash. Um, because it was filler. Uh, there was nothing really of, uh, of note to really push anything forward, but that is what we get this week. Uh, because it is Thanksgiving week, but hey, big returns next week. Uh, they're jumping right back into it. Not only do you have Brock Lesnar returning on Friday night SmackDown, but over there on Raw, and uh, it's going to be interesting how they do it because the last match that Edge was in, he put down Seth Rollins, and now Seth Rollins is the number one contender for the title, and Edge is returning on Monday Night Raw. So, hey, two big returns coming up. Uh, you also have the returns of uh, Mimi Burris. You also um, will have the return of everybody else from the uh, from the podcast. Matt Michael Ritter will be back next week as well uh, because, hey, I am only here for the celebrity shots. That's what I do. 
Um, my name is the crisis. Uh, I am the originator of the trash hashtag trash and the hashtag lunchable moments. Uh, and in case you're new, I'll explain it to you. The lunchable moments are those moments because lunchables make me happy. And if you haven't had one in a long time, they'll make you happy as well. So when I come to a moment, you know, in in a show where, you know, some people take a smoke break, a bathroom break, this and that, I choose to go get me a Lunchable and I just call it good. Uh, and trash, well, I don't really have to explain that. Um, you, you get it. <laughs> Food fighting in wrestling. Trash. Uh, overall, overall, I give this smack, you know, with a little leeway. I mean, I'm going to give this smackdown, you know, a C plus, B minus. Uh, you know, it's definitely going to pick up next week. Uh, but Hey, you know, I, I, you have, you have to review every show and that's the beauty of professional wrestling is, uh, you know, compared to any other, uh, series show that you watch is hey, you're supposed to not like some shows. You're supposed to hate some things. You're supposed to criticize some things at the same time that you love some things or invest in some things. That is professional wrestling. Each show is a brand new episode and it is a new chance to get invested, to get upset. Uh, and that is part of the product. That is why we are here. And that is why you and I watch professional wrestling. Uh, my name is The Crisis and a hey, uh, oh, I can't wait to be back with you guys again soon. I will be returning to the mailbag, uh, next week. I had to give some time off, you know, to, since I'm already doing a couple reviews, I figured I'd, I'd take a step away and, you know, give, give other people some shine. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, and when I say that, I mean it. Like, get in on the mailbag. It is the, my favorite episode of the week. Um, you can call in, email, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Um, there's so many ways to get through, uh, you know, but get onto that Patreon so that you can join the Discord server chat with the rest of us uh, WWE podcast family. We got people from Singapore. We got people from Australia, the East Coast, the West Coast. It is... It's an absolute hoot, especially come around uh, pay-per-views, because while we're watching the pay-per-view, we're all talking about it live together. It can't do it so much on the uh, Monday Night Raw and SmackDowns, because I personally am on the West Coast, so everybody else gets to see, most of the people on the East Coast, they get to see the show three hours earlier, so I have to actually avoid all and turn off all notifications, so I don't get no spoilers, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, hey... Um, like I said, my name's The Crisis. Uh, anytime I do a show, pack a Lunchable, you know, and get ready to, to roll with me because I'll always give you an honest opinion. Um, I will watch every show live and, and make sure that I get you every bit of information I can. And, uh, hey, if uh, there's anything you don't agree with me with, uh, if there's anything you want, you, you think I could do better, um, hey, hit me up, you know, uh, at State of Crisis, uh, spell crisis with a K, K-R-I-S-I-S on Twitter. And, uh, hey, let me know how I'm doing because I love doing this and, uh, and I've really found a new passion, you know, as a former musician, touring artist, this and that COVID really took a lot of my outlets away from me. And that's when I really dove back into wrestling and, uh, I've stumbled into this WWE podcast family. And I gotta say it was awesome to spend uh, Thanksgiving with y'all. And I look forward to many, many more episodes with you. So, Hey, hope your, uh, leftover turkey sandwich was good. I'm out. Have a good one, y'all. Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show. Or head to wwepodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to patreon.com slash wwepodcast. Until then, we'll see you next time.